Welcome, and thank you for listening to the Old Dog BJJ Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Joe, and this week is episode nine of our podcast where we talk about all things Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu with a slight emphasis on you older folks. (laughs) Uh, This week's podcast is brought to you by Tennessee Hemp Pharmacy. Uh, Tennessee Hemp Pharmacy, changing lives one customer at a time. They bring premium quality hemp products at affordable prices. And as you guys know, I'm a big believer in CBD oils. Uh, I've been taking their tincture, which is their um, 500 milligram oil, uh, twice a day. It does come in a, a 1,000 milligram full spectrum also, but for some reason, I fell into the 500 milligram bottle. Don't really know how or why that happened, but I am a big believer. Uh, twice a day, I take it. Uh, it helps me with my recovery, my sore joints, and when I don't take it, I know that I haven't. Um, Tennessee Hemp Pharmacy doesn't just make oils. They make a number of other products, including hemp flour, muscle relief gels, salves, bath bombs, and even products for your pets. Uh, please give them a visit. It's TennesseeHempPharmacy.com, and that's actually T-N-H-E-M-P-F-A-R-M-A-C-Y.com. Um, I'm, there's a lot of different companies out there. I am telling you, these are quality products, and uh, I, I really don't go with anyone else. So if you're looking at uh, getting better recovery, if you're looking at relieving some of those aching joints that you have or even help aid in sleep, I would highly suggest get a bottle, check it out, see how it works for you. And uh, if you have any questions, please contact me by text or email and uh, we can discuss it even further. We're also brought to you by Revital Health Clinics and Revital Health, Health and Wellness Clinic is the premier men's and women's health clinic focused on creating health and preventing disease through the optimization of bioidentical hormones. They also helped us through improved diet and exercise. Brandon Sweat, nurse practitioner with years of experience, is a good friend of mine. He is the owner and operator of Vital Health Clinics. And for you folks, you guys out there that are experiencing any degree of low energy, um, delayed recovery, please, please, I implore you, get a hold of Brandon, have him check your testosterone levels, have him just talk to you. It may not even be testosterone you need, it might be something else, but he has a way of helping people get on the mats and get more productive time with their exercise and just getting all around healthier. Um, He can be contacted through Revital Health Clinic's uh, website, which is revitalhealthclinics.com. Um, if you have any questions, contact me. I'll hook you guys up. Um, I've done that before in the past. And he'll see people anywhere from California to Maryland. Um, we can do this through telehealth. And uh, I, I just I can't tell you what a lifestyle change it is to have Brandon part of your uh, training regiment. And uh, he'll set you straight. This week's guest or this week's episode <laughs> uh, has a very special guest. Uh, he has been uh, my professor since I've been here in Nashville, so I think that's going on five years now, and um, just an all-around amazing person. He's an incredible role model for my kids, for myself, and it, it doesn't it doesn't hurt that my wife really likes him too, <laughs> uh, and that is professional, uh, Professor Reginaldo Almeida. Uh, he is a third-degree black belt, 
and he has a wealth of experience within Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and we are incredibly lucky to have him on this week to talk about a little bit of everything. And uh, I really hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. I enjoyed sitting down with Coach Anthony and Professor Reggie, and it was just uh, it was an amazing time, as it always is whenever we have conversations with the Professor. So uh, that's this week's episode. Hope you guys enjoy it, and uh, just hold tight, and we'll be coming at you here in one second. Hey everyone, Old Dog Jiu-Jitsu Podcast, this is Dr. Joe. During my medical training, you run across a lot of instructors. Uh, from the day one, from your first class that you take, to the end of your fourth year, to when you become a resident physician. Just numerous instructors. And during that period of time, normally you're lucky enough to have maybe one, maybe two of those put you underneath their wing and and you can go back and forth and debate on what how this transition takes place but sometimes an instructor goes from one of your instructors to a mentor and there's a an amazing dynamic that takes place in the world of martial arts where it's it's pretty similar and for you guys that are lifelong martial artists you, you've been through this you might start off when you were a child in some type of traditional striking art karate taekwondo something along those lines and you're with one instructor and you go to another instructor and you start to expand your horizons. This is really analogous to medical school. And along the road, you get something more than an instructor. Um, you get what I like to call a sensei. And we all know sensei is just a traditional word for teacher, but it's analogous to mentor in the medical field. It means somebody that you've made a connection with somebody's taking you under their wing and somebody that's given you a, a very unique direction um, and doesn't just t- teach you how to punch, kick, take down and submit somebody. Um, they really teach you about life and they help guide your direction and they help instill something in you when there's difficult decisions to make in your life. And I'm not talking difficult decisions when there's positive, negative decisions, you know, do I take the job or do I go unemployed? I mean, that, that's easy. Their type of guidance is the type of guidance that gets you through the waves of negative, negative decisions when there's really no good choice. And how do you swim through that? And we're lucky enough today to have who I consider my sensei, Coach, Coach Anthony. Oh, 100%. And that's uh, our, our first, I would say our first jujitsu guest. Yeah. And that's, I, I was going to actually preface it with uh, this is the first guest that the masses will hear that has a BJJ Heroes page. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. So that's and, pretty uh, awesome. His his has made a tremendous impact in my life, your life, the life Indeed. of my kids, um, and even my wife. Probably not to her, not that she thought it was ever gonna <laughs> not to her <laughs> not to her awareness, but uh, uh, but that's uh, <laughs> indirectly that's uh, third degree Brazilian Jiu Jitsu black belt, uh, IBJJF referee, um, owner of uh, Gracie Baja in Spring Hill. And uh, not only a professor to me, but a sensei to me and others, Professor Reginaldo Almeida. Thank you so much. I can't tell you how awesome it is to have you here today. It's always great just to sit down and talk with you, mm-hmm. but have the opportunity to actually record something with you and share with your students. And 
I don't want to say my, what do you say? Do you call them fans? I don't like saying our fans, but we, we're doing a good base. Yeah. I mean, we've got a good group yeah, of people, people that are following. And so for sure, people that don't, don't, uh, don't know you, professor, it's just an amazing opportunity to sit down and just talk with you for a little bit. Yeah. It's a, Actually, it's a pleasure for me to be here, too. It's a huge honor. <laughs> it's a huge honor for me. That, that will forever be an inside BJJ joke. For sure. For sure. And, and before we get started, because I have so many things I want to talk to you about, but, um, you know, we're this and this is our first... Wait, have we ever had alcohol on the show before? Unless you did it with the first one without no, me? No, then no, no, no. So the first time that we've had a good workout in the morning, we're enjoying a beer... But professor, you brought a traditional Brazilian delicacy here. What what, what is? It? Can you explain it again for me so I can review and yeah, put, Brazilian put, put. feijoada. It's like a pork stew made okay. with black beans, and it's a traditional dish in Brazil. So same as like caipirinha, right? Any uh, the alcohol spices in there? Or? No, not really. It's just like, of course, there's some like a uh, not spices. But I would say like. A, Oh, just seasonings. Yeah, seasonings. Okay, that's, that's gotcha. It, right? Yeah, but it's a very traditional dish that mm. it has in Brazil since forever. It's just black beans and pork, but all, it's supposed to be the real one. It's supposed to be all the the parts of the porks, all the parts that most people don't like it, mm. right? But today is different. Like, uh, of course, the, the 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 food evolved, the food industry, so people thinking more about. That's uh, good selling the dish they started mm-hmm. like more like prime cuts oh, to okay. the fish what but before it was just like fat it was just like a pork feet ears oh. nose tongues it's a scrap like dish that. yes okay yes but gotcha. now this, this is different well yeah. what we have in front of us awesome. is yeah it's fantastic. it's awesome yeah it's awesome so does it so i used to have a, a, a my kickboxing coach um manuel mm-hmm. vanueva who also listens to the podcast hi manuel i love you man um, thank you for all the years of teaching, but Manuel used to tell me that when we would eat chicken, he would crack the chicken bones open. He said, I eat, had to eat the marrow from the chicken cause it would make me faster. Mm-hmm. Is there any special powers? This gives me? <laughs> I like that. I, like well, that. I, I swear <laughs> to God, he actually believes it too. Yeah. But, um, so I just, well, well, I, I mean, think hey. it has to be some special powers there because what Brazilians are, most of them are very tough. Because they have been through like a hard time in their lives, and they all eat this dish here, so yeah, maybe it's going right. to make you tougher, right? Instead, hey, have I'm like a chicken it. breast, <laughs> yeah. chicken breast and brown rice. Maybe that's what. Yeah, maybe that's going to do it. But look, just like oh, another thing, we don't eat this every day in Brazil, right? Okay. Especially if you are <laughs> like an athlete, like since it's too much fat. Oh yeah. Right? Just like one, like a special occasion, like a birthday or like a. I don't know, like this, on the weekends, you know, when you get together thing. Right. Because also, also, it's like it's not very expensive. It's very easy to make. Right. I mean, it's not so easy to make, but it's not so expensive. So that's why everybody can have feijoada in Brazil. Gotcha. Uh, okay. That's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. No, this is uh, definitely something to add. We love to cook at my house. So uh, I'm so all try about trying it. something yeah. different. Well, thank stuff. you for sharing this. Yeah, thank you very awesome. much. Yeah, it's, it's a huge bowl. So. No, no, definitely not. Definitely not. Um, I've had acai, but that's about it. And then you, you had me over <laughs> for uh, for a picnic one time, and you, there was some steak that you guys made, and it had a oh, it was like uh, barbecue, Brazilian barbecue. Yeah, but you had this um, panko kind of breading that you would dip. Uh, oh, that was the uh, the farinha, the farofa. Usually we do uh, that that's thing. Awesome. We eat with everything. It's like yuca powder, mm-hmm. right? We eat with feijoada too. We just put it on the side. You know. Okay, interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's just you never had that. Is that yeah. it? Like looks like sand, mm-hmm. 
tastes like sand. <laughs> looks and tastes like no, sand. I don't okay. know. No, 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 it doesn't taste. It doesn't taste like this sand. goes. Uh, this goes with something that I want to do, and I think it would be amazing if we did it one day. We're getting a little off subject here, but I wanted to go to. I wanted to travel around at all the different Gracie Baja schools, mm-hmm. do interviews with the professors, kind of get how they got started, pieces of advice from them, and then we find one place in the area to eat. Oh yeah, and so we record the whole thing. So yeah. it's kind of. Um, uh, like man versus food, but sure. we wouldn't do it as a contest. We do it as, and I had a clever name for it. I can't remember what it is now, but it was going to be just all the, the Gracie Baja schools. So Are we doing like a other. reverse Anthony Bourdain? That's like, <laughs> so, like jujitsu first, <laughs> then food. Is that? Food. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, you know what? The, I, I never thought about, I've written the idea out, but I didn't think about like the structure of the show. Sure. But I just thought the idea would be awesome. That's you go to great. Houston, you go to Houston, visit, visit Giacolino. They have maybe breakfast somewhere and lunch somewhere really good. Yeah. Kind of, and you get, because, I mean, food's amazing. Yeah. So that and jujitsu is absolutely, and of course, my wife. So, but, you know, we've had so many talks, and I, I you know, one thing I've never directly asked you was um, just starting at the beginning for you. Um, your child, I know you have a brother and a sister, but really your childhood and growing up in Brazil, where were you born? Were you born in Fortaleza? <clears throat> yeah, I was born in Fortaleza, but, uh, my parents moved to Bahia for a few years when I was younger. And where is that in relation? Is Bahia that far is, away? It's far away. Maybe like driving, I would say maybe I'm wrong, like 12 hours, 14 hours. Oh, okay. It's far as different states. Yeah, yeah. I think it would be like from Tennessee to Texas, maybe. Okay. A distance. That's yes, a good a drive. Yes, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Something like that. In the south of Brazil, too. I mean, south of my hometown, but it's still northeast of Brazil. Gotcha. And that's where the, most likely the fish water comes from because that's it, it's considered like a, the place where we had the most slaves in Brazil, mm. the Bahia. So the, uh, I would say like 80, 70% of the population are black. So the culture is way stronger. The food is way stronger. So my parents moved there when I was a little kid. My, my dad had lost his job, and he got another job in Bahia with my uncle. So they moved there. And so that's where capoeira comes from. All those things related to the slaves in Brazil, most of them come from the Bahia. Oh, that's interesting. The, I know that. the music, the food, everything. And yeah, so I lived there for a few years. That's where my my old uh, my brother was born. Okay. And then we came back to Fortaleza. Gotcha. And I yeah. grew up there. I just moved out of there when I went to college. Actually, not college because I was playing basketball. So I went to Sao Paulo, played basketball there for just a, maybe six months, I guess. And okay. I was about to stop playing the season. And I had to make a decision. Should I go back to my state? Or should I try to make my life here in Sao Paulo? <clears throat> and that's when I decided to stay there. So what was Sao Paulo like? Like New I would York. imagine a huge city. It's like New York, but Portuguese. Okay. <laughs> Same thing. A lot of crazy people on the streets, you know, crowded, traffic, crazy, uh, pollution. Yeah. Crazy. You can't, uh, Sao Paulo is the only place in the world that you can see the air. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, they say that. <laughs> well, pr- prior to that, what, what was your childhood like growing up? I mean, did, you, you said that your dad, your dad was a working guy. He was yeah. a working class guy. Mm-hmm. Um, did your mom also work too? My mom, so that was after I came back from Bahia because I was so young when I was there. So growing up, I grew up pretty much in Fortaleza, right? When I was a little kid. And it was like a 
poor uh, family. My dad was poor. I mean, my family was poor. My my dad, my mom. Actually, my my uncles and my aunts, they had a, a little bit of money. <clears throat> my dad was the only one that didn't succeed. And they like to study. Okay. Right? okay so he yeah. was just like like a labor worker. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. And he married my mom. So they're both poor. Right. So <laughs> growing up, I was growing up like with uh, the black sheep of the family. Uh, and my dad had 12 un- uh, brothers and sisters. My mom, the same thing. Wow. wow. So That's wow. A, yeah. Huge family. So all of them, they were very, they, they were doing very good in life. Right. But my parents were the only one suffering. Gotcha. Right. So uh, uh, can you imagine like growing up in a family where your parents are the only one that doesn't have money? So all your uh, mm. cousins, you know, all of them have money, your uncles and aunts, but you don't. So I would go to a party, like a birthday party, wearing like a clothes, like old clothes that I... Hand-me-downs or... Yes. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and all my, uncle, my, my, my cousins was wearing like a nice shirt, you know. And they went to nicer schools, I imagine. Cause, but you're, yeah, they I did. Mean, your dad, you, but you, they tried to they help did. you with your education so, as much as they yeah, could. Yeah, that's, that's the only thing that never... Uh, my dad never left us behind was with education. I always went to the best schools in my city, too. Even though I found out later on my, that my dad didn't have money to pay my school. Oh, wow. So I was maybe like, a, let me see here, fourth, you know, sixth grade, I guess, mm-hmm. sixth grade. And I was about to do a test, right? Like every three months you have to test. And back then I was to do a test and the, the supervisor said, Reggie, come out of the room, please. You're not doing tests today. And I, said, and I walk out and say, why? What's going on? Because your dad didn't pay the school. Oh, back then they could no. do that today they can't anymore right, right? To, yeah. to protect the kid but I would get so pissed you know so mad because yeah, I was like, embarrassed yeah. in front of the classroom right embarrassed because the guy had to talk to me when I got home I would talk to my dad hey why didn't you pay my school that's not cool acting like a boss oh, and my man. dad never said nothing he said I'm sorry I'm doing my best man I'll fix Whoa, it tomorrow that's pretty yeah. I'll fix it I'll fix it tomorrow tomorrow you're gonna, you're gonna do your test don't worry son and the next day I would do my test. I didn't know what he would do, you know. But so, man, it was like maybe two years later, three years later, my mom came to me and said, listen, you're old enough. Let me tell this story. You know how much is your school? Your school is $500 a month. You know how much money your dad is making a month? I says, no. No, actually, my school was 500 my brother 500 my sister 500 So it was 1500 Oh, okay. Right? Wow. Yeah. Do you know how much money is your dad makes in a month? 1600 a month. That's what he makes. Wow. And can you imagine? He, pay, he has to pay for the school. He has to buy food. He has to pay for the house. But we didn't have a car. Right. But that's it, pretty much. And he says, what? And my mom, yes. And he always lied to us. No, no, he never told us anything because he was embarrassed. But after Do you think that, he was embarrassed or he just didn't want you guys to worry? Uh, both things, I guess. Yeah. I think it was more of a worry thing. He, he don't want yeah. to let us be yeah. worried. His responsibility to yes. take care of you. I'll take care of it. You know, I don't want to let you down. But then after that, when my mom found out, then my mom, okay, I have to work. <laughs> right? My mom wasn't working <laughs> yeah. to help. Yeah. And then yeah. she was a teacher. So she started teaching again. And then it was cool because my mom, uh, and then she went back to school to finish her degree in education. And uh, she would bring me and my, my brother to to school at night. You know, she would go to night oh. school. I, uh, actually, she would pick me up at our school 
and she would bring us to her school at night. So we, me and my brother would be playing outside until like midnight. Oh, wow, just waiting on her to finish yes, her classes. To finish the class and then yeah. we'd go home. And also because like uh, in Brazil, uh, education is like just one shift. You go to school in the morning or afternoon for oh, kids okay. or adults, right? Huh. So gotcha. we, uh, might, we might be like that before we know it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. True. Yeah, yeah. So, man, yeah, that's what's like, uh, and then they work hard, you know. And then luckily my mom got my sister like a scholarship because my sister was, we both were going to like a Catholic schools. So my school with priests and mm -hmm. my, my sister was going to a school that just girls allowed to go there. Okay. And it was like nuns, mm -hmm. right? Right. And my aunt knew the like, director over there, the principal, spoke mm -hmm. to her, and then they gave her my sister a scholarship. Oh, so wow. she didn't have to pay for this for her school. And then I was playing basketball. Yeah, when did that start, the basketball? Uh, man, it was like, it was before that, but I didn't have a scholarship back then. So maybe I was like 10 years old, I guess. And did you gravitate, did you gravitate to it because you were just taller or was it? Yes. I mean, because most of the time, you know, football or, you know, soccer yeah. is like the number one thing that most, you know. No, the basketball thing was every day in my school during the recess, the guys would play basketball. And we just had this big gym mm -hmm. uh, where everybody would go there in the recess time and they would play some music and the guys would play basketball okay. there. But everybody was in the gym. Right. So people walking around and people playing, you know, so mm -hmm. you right here threw the ball in your face. Oh no. <laughs> so you have to take care when you cross yeah. because they were playing basketball and it was five against five. And hot. Right. And sweat. Yeah. No AC. <laughs> no AC, right? But that was cool because they were like guys from high school. Mm -hmm. playing basketball and I say man it's so cool and listen to the music that soundtrack boom, 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 people playing yeah and that man but you know what I can't play with them because they're already playing there like I'm nobody here there's no way I can play the game with them but then one day I was walking like um, just walking in the school and one of the coaches came to me hey how old are you and I said 10 I said, I said 10 he said holy shit you're just 10 years old hey. <laughs> How tall were you then? I was tall. I was yeah. always the tallest guy in the school. Right. Yeah. But very, very skinny. Just had head and knees. Just oh, just yeah. Gotcha. Uh, <laughs> like big head. And, That's hilarious. <laughs> and I was doing like fees because in then my school we had to do physical education. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like a once a week or play sports. Oh, okay. And the sports was included right on the school, the private school. So you can pick a sport to play. You can play basketball, volleyball, soccer. I tried soccer. Uh, I didn't like it because I got a big kick on my chest, like a ball on my chest. I was goalie. Yeah. And I always play indoor soccer uh -huh. because I felt it was better, I guess, because I couldn't, I didn't have to run as much. <laughs> <laughs> because, man, playing field soccer, right? You run, 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 yeah, run, yeah. run, you never touch the ball. Yeah. 45 minutes, oh, I didn't touch the ball today. It was horrible. No, I want the action. Yeah. So in, in, indoor soccer was uh, football, it's salon, salon soccer. I was more, more like a, more, more like basketball. It's always yeah. moving, changing. Quicker pace. But gotcha. the ball is heavier and smaller. Oh, okay. And the coach said, you're goalie. You have long arms, long legs, look like a spider, so always be like this in the goal. Right. And I was there to uh -huh. defend the goal, and this guy came and kicked the ball so hard, and I catch the ball in my chest, boom. But, man, I got purple on my chest like for about a week. <laughs> oh, no. I said, man, I'm, I'm not, I think I don't like this. And yeah. I stopped doing soccer. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't feel, I felt very not like a, not good, but like uh, discoordinating, you yeah. know, to kick the ball. I just didn't like it, you know. Th that's the thing. I don't like it. Yeah. And, and everybody plays soccer too. 
Yeah. That's the thing that I don't like. I never <laughs> like to be like everybody else. And like everybody plays soccer. No, I don't like it. Same thing, just another one. Yeah. No, I'm good. And then this coach came. There was a, a girl. Her name was Regina. I remember that coach Regina. Yeah. He said, hey, how old are you? Ten. Oh, shit. Ten years old. Did you just say like that? Like these words, you know? I found it yeah. kind of funny. Okay, what do you do tomorrow at 2 p.m.? Uh, because I was going to the morning shift school. Morning right. school from 7 to 12. Mm-hmm. And you know, she said, what do you do tomorrow at 12.30? It's not. Go home. Okay, you stay. You have to play basketball. I want to see... I want to invite you to play basketball with our team, the, the, the school team. Because everybody else, man, I was 10 years old like this, everybody was like this. Oh, yeah. So you were a head, of, a head oh, or two yes. above everybody. And she showed me, this. okay, you're going to catch the ball. Don't move. <laughs> right. Don't move. Catch the ball, turn around and pass somebody out. Right. That's it. That's what I want from you. Right. Okay. And then I did awesome because yeah. I just catch the ball right here, turn and pass somebody is that, else. Is that kind of your first memory of somebody coming to you saying, hey, we need you? Or, yeah. The first that's a great, isn't life. that a great feeling for a young man to feel? Like for somebody to say, like, there's something about you. That, it was back then. Yeah. Now I felt not as much because I think she was taking advantage of me. <laughs> right? Now she in your years of wisdom. Saw, she didn't see yeah. any talent. She just saw a tall guy. And yeah. that's it. Hey, yeah. Yeah. I need you. Right. Which is okay. Sure. Nothing wrong with that, you know? But, yeah. So, I played basketball. Man, it was... And so, that's where it all started. Good times. Yeah, that's great. For years then. I mean... For years. Until a few years ago, I would say that, you know? Until I started feeling... Until I realized that I'm not good at this. You know what I mean? No, 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 it's not not, not good. It's like, uh, I don't see a future doing this. Because I have to decide. I have... I have to provide for my family one day. I have to get a job one day. And guess what? I'm not going to play NBA. I have to be honest with myself, you know, who I am, where I am, how old I am. And it says, man, it's not that I, that I gave up. You know, I was just being realistic, you know. That's two well, different I, things. I, yeah, I think that you, when you start to become an adult and you start to have responsibilities, your opportunity for error starts to decrease. Because it's not just you that's it, it's impacting. Um, we all know that any goal that we go for is going to be riddled with failures. And we just keep going until we succeed. Mm-hmm. But sometimes those failures are now affecting our kids and our wife. And so I, I know exactly what you're saying. That's not giving up. That's mm-hmm. making a calculated decision. Yeah. Yeah. You and know? then I made a decision that that year. like uh, <clears throat> Because I was good, but I was not wonderful. Right. That there is a difference, you know, and I know that just those wonderful guys would make the next step. Right. And I say, man, there is no way I can make the next step. I have to make a decision now because I don't want to be like that guy, forty-two years old, playing for this team right here, making nothing a month. Yeah. You know, they can have a good life. I want to have a good life, and that's when I step back of basketball. I says, man, I'm done. Sure. I'm gonna go back to school. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna finish my degree and try to get a real job. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> because like, I'm not lucky as you guys. You know, I wasn't born with the talent. Yeah. I think I was born not with talent, but I was born with the desire to become good. Yes. That's yes. what that that was a huge thing in my basketball career. I was never the good, the best one in my team, but I was the first one to get there, the last one to leave. Yeah. Always. I every every practice. Love every that. practice. Love that. So that's why I made like all the, the teams to my state, play for my state, got scholarships and everything. But talents, zero. Yeah. You know, I had to work hard. Just like when you get a white belt, 
that man he catches really fast that's awesome okay you as a teacher when you get a student like that man he learns quickly yeah man that's awesome but for you as a teacher that's not good it's not a challenge right i mean i want to see if you're good teaching yeah. the other guy right there you know they have a hard time to tie his belt after five months of <laughs> yeah. you know, sure. that's your challenge right there yeah <clears throat> but those guys are few and far between though right yeah i mean you're the guys that quickly catch on mm-hmm. and stick with it yeah because yeah. that's the other thing you get i feel like some people get burned out you know they, yeah they may have that talent that oh this is too easy and they don't get that initial challenge that makes most of us want to stay in this yeah you know that's why i show up it's like i like getting my butt kicked every time i, I come in the class and especially if you get somebody new that shows up it's like why couldn't i tap that white belt out today you know <laughs> why, <laughs> why did that 14 year old just catch me on an ankle lock you know <laughs> um yeah it, it it doesn't run across the board but I, I i have seen a trend with those folks that do have a lot of natural talent that things come very easy to them especially when they're in athletics at an early age they don't deal the bottom line is defeat is around the corner no matter how good you are yeah you know even if you grow up being the top guy on your team in, in whatever endeavor it is whether it's soccer football tennis you're going to get to a level eventually where you're just another guy out there because it's going to be the best of the best. And the people that rise to the top had some degree of adversity at some point in their lives. The people I admire the most, you hear them, I didn't win a match until I was 13. Mm -hmm. It's like, wow, really? Mm -hmm. Yes, that prepared them for the potential, you know, ups and downs that come when you're at the higher, higher levels. Right. Um, So yeah, those people that push forward and just have that tenacity and just work and work and work, you, you, you see those. What's more frequent is the people that just comes natural. Yeah. And then when they're hit with the challenge, they just back off. Mm-hmm. They're just not comfortable with that, with that um, defeat, I guess, yeah, or not being losing. good at something. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the best it. thing for a young, for a young man is to if, learn defeat early on and just realize, Hey, it's not, not a big, th- not a big deal. We just keep trucking along. So that's why I think Jiu Jitsu is the best thing man, to everyone because Jiu Jitsu is about losing, right? Yeah. First day you're gonna lose. First and last day of juice uh-huh. you're gonna lose. In between all the time, and like you said, people are not used to lose. And then when they lose, they feel, oh oh, I'm not good at this. I'm gonna quit. Yep. Because yeah. they're not used to lose. Man, you gotta lose every day. So don't 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 go to jiu-jitsu classes thinking, okay, I'm gonna be the best. I'm gonna beat everybody. I'm a natural warrior, you know. Because <laughs> you you're not. You're not. You're not until you prove. Yeah. Yeah, the way. Yeah. How many how many relationships do you have until you find that one person? It's a lot of failures usually for most of us. There's more failures than successes mm-hmm. just by the numbers alone. Sure. And for anybody even just goes to school, and I had this conversation today in the car on the way home. Um, my son got an A in a cl- in a particular class, but then he took the comprehensive exam, which didn't count towards his grade; it counts towards college credit, and he didn't do as well as he wanted to. And I just say, yeah, it's going to happen. You better get used to it because you're going to do worse on tests more often than you're going to do well. And you may think that there's people, just you take any elected official, take almost any person, any position. There's a lot of failure that they just don't talk about that yeah. was along the road to achieving whatever they achieved. For sure. Whether that's a degree you're hanging on the wall, whether that's a position in government, or whether that's a medal around your neck. A lot. But nobody talks about it because they don't want to. Yeah. But the true reality is it, you have everybody can deal with winning. Mm-hmm. Winning's easy. Yeah, winning's easy. Winning's easy. So, you know, where I, I know that you have a, a certain love for Japanese culture and mm-hmm. the samurai. When did that come along? Did that come along with martial arts or was that something that was 
And uh, can we can we get another real quick? Yeah. 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 That was like growing up like uh, in the 80s, I guess. Oh, uh, okay. I don't know if you guys here have the same thing, but we had a lot of like uh, Kung Fu shows. Oh, yeah. Kung Fu theater every Saturday morning. So, but then I would have on TV. Yeah. Afternoon, like almost every day I would have this like a uh, Kung Fu show. Like any movie like with yeah. Bruce Lee, lots of man, old movies, like those black and white movies, right? And I was watching that because remember, I was going to school in the morning. Uh-huh. And in the afternoon, what do you do at home? You do homework and then you're free. Yeah. And most of the time, your parents are working. You're home alone. Right, right, So right, you right. go to the street right there outside. You go play with your friends. Or you watch TV and then you go play with your friends because you can't play with your, with your friends around 1 p.m. in Brazil, in my hometown. Why? Uh, because it's too hot. Ah, uh, yeah, Nobody yeah, go outside yeah, 1 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so all the kids there are black. And you see all the kids here are black. Yeah, they're black not because they were born black, because it's sunburned. You know? <laughs> Stay playing on the side all the time. So I would watch the movies. So it would be those karate movies. Right. Kung right, Fu right, movies, right. I would yeah. say. But back when I was a kid, we didn't know the difference between Chinese, Japanese, Korean. Man, they're all, right, they're, right, they're all right. Japanese. They all, for, for me, uh, for us in Brazil, they're all Japanese. Why? Because... Uh, where Japanese colony was way bigger than Chinese colony right. in Brazil. Okay, okay. So for us, if you see in Asian Brazil, Japanese. Japanese. Yeah, Japanese. Just because of that, because I would say 99% of Asians and Brazilians are Japanese. Wow. Uh, in the lately 90s, I think the Chinese like immigration grew up a lot. So we had a lot of Chinese coming too. But it's still Japanese is way... Brazil, it's, so you know, is the second biggest Japanese colony in the world. Outside of Japan. It just looks to Japan. That's yes. crazy. So it's the first one, right? Yes. Yeah. So, so that's why I start getting like uh, into the Japanese culture because I think this is so interesting. They're so different, right? Oh yeah. The way that they bow, they don't shake hands. They, they have a tradition that they always walk in ahead of the woman. It's so much more. The way that they dress is different. The way that the samurai works, like you know, it's so. Man, I, I wanna. Learn about this and start reading, right? Getting magazines and books. And then I was well, watching the kanjis, right? The kanjis and... And, man, what the heck this means, right? I have no idea. I mean, I always like a curious guy. So I always want to learn something. But that was just when I was a kid and that went through. Right. And I forgot about it. But then I went to Sao Paulo. Mm-hmm. Sao Paulo has a huge Japanese colony, right? So when I was playing basketball... I quit basketball, and I decided to go back to college. In my college, when the place that I was living, I didn't know was like a big Japanese colony. Hmm. Okay. So I was living in Suzano, São Paulo, close to Mogi das Cruzes. Man, 80% of the population is just Japanese. That's crazy. Yeah, you walk, walk on the streets, it's just like uh, people talking Japanese, you know. <clears throat> people talking in Japanese there, so place to eat Japanese and in my classroom I would say like 40% Japanese all Niseis so we have Niseis and Seis right right which is like the son and the grandson of a Japanese the first immigration that moved to Brazil so <clears throat> but those guys that were born in Brazil they were Brazilians Japanese it was like a, they didn't have accent right they speak normal Portuguese okay but with their parents they would speak Japanese Wow. Okay. And parents, grandparents, especially. And then I had this. Uh, I made uh, one of my best friends, of course. He, he's he was he's Japanese, not Japanese. He was Nisei. 
Actually, no, Sensei, which is uh, three, third generation. Okay. Yeah, third, third generation of Jap Jap Japanese. Uh, he actually he became my best man at my wedding. So oh, Milton, wow. Okay. Milton Akihiro Asano. <laughs> <laughs> Milton, Brazilian name, Akihiro <laughs> Asano, right? And then, <clears throat> okay, became my best friend, and he was taking Japanese lessons. Okay. Because he was studying like international economy in college. He said, man, I need to learn English and my Japanese has to get better. And then I was to uh, um, study with him and he would say, man, I can't meet you at 2 p.m. because I have Japanese classes. He says, oh, how much do you pay? He said, no, it's free. I said, oh, it's free? Oh, I can <laughs> never, do that. Never pass up anything that's free, I can't right? do that. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I can do that. He said, no, you, you want, you want, you want. He said, no, no, you can, you can, you can. Why not? I wanted to. No, 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 no. You can't. I want to. No, but my my sensei won't won't take you. Whoa. And he says, "Whoa, why? Is it because because you're not since uh, uh, you're not Japanese? That's what oh. he said." And I said, "You know, I can sue you for that, right?" <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> he said, "No, but my sensei doesn't care. <laughs> He's Japanese. His Portuguese is nothing." And it's okay. And then one day I went with him to his school, but also the school wasn't a school. It was like the backyard of the this house. The guy made like a what is it called, man? Like a shed, something like a yeah. pergola type. Yeah, part. it yeah. was like a just like a big awning over. Yeah, like, like open. put a bunch of box right there, so yeah. everybody like five students right there, five like maybe like high schoolers and two okay. like college students yeah. right there. And this old Japanese man, like Mesh Miyagi, <laughs> you know, <laughs> teaching Japanese right there and with the books. And I walked in and my, my, my friend, he said, Sensei, this is my friend in Japanese, right? Right. Reggie. And the guy looked at me and says, oh, muito prazer, né? Muito prazer, nice to meet you, right? And no, nice to meet you. And then he left. Then I, I stayed there and they came to me, you leave you leave you oh. leave <laughs> you leave <laughs> it's okay and I left next day I came back and sat down again and I was there and I wait for him to come you leave you leave you leave and then I left and me I stayed I went there like almost a month every day wow. he would kick me out he kick me wow. out yeah. and then I see him one day he kind of said you want to learn Japanese <laughs> and I said yeah, no shit I said, been there every day yeah, sir, it would be an honor for me to learn oh, Japanese, that's awesome. you know? And why you want to do that? And I start saying, because I love your culture, I love your people, my best friend is Japanese, and I feel so bad when you guys are talking, I can't understand nothing what you guys are talking about. I love your racism. Yeah, how you yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> but watch, I'm a tall guy, right? Yeah. The Japanese are short. Yeah, 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 my yeah. sensei was like this tall, man, yeah, old yeah. guy. I think he passed away already. He was old back then. Mm -hmm. And then he took me as his student. So oh, I took awesome. the Japanese inside the Japanese colony, and I walking around Japanese all the time. I did like a, a few uh, for a few months. I did like a, what is the kendo? Yep, kendo with yeah, the, the sword fighting. Yeah, yep. where you got to yes. call out your strikes and guess yeah. for how much? Free, for free. Nice. Four a.m. in the morning. Oh, Whoa. in the park. That's, yeah. that's where you pay. You gotta yeah. get up super early. That's awesome. <laughs> all the guys would, all the guys would go there, but all bunch of old guys too, you know. And do I almost like Tai Chi would train and then re uh, clean the material and then and fix because they're all this they belong to this one guy, you know. Yeah, it's expensive. The yeah. armor is expensive. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, yeah. And man, it was a good experience. That's I just awesome. I remember one day that he was teaching me something like they will never forget. Like uh, <clears throat> he said. In Portuguese, uh, Bajiro. 
No, first he said the words in Japanese. Okay. And I didn't understand what he was saying. I can't, I can't remember what it was in Japanese, but in Portuguese was, he was saying Bajiro. 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 And I said, I don't get it. He said, Bajiro, Bajiro. And he starts speaking louder, you know, like, yeah. Bajiro. <laughs> like, you should know what I'm like, saying. Yeah, right? Like, duh. So I don't get it. And then he grabbed like a, a can with a lot of pens, you know. And then he said, Fool, fool. You see here, fool. And then take the pens out. And it would say, Bajiro, Bajiro. Empty. <laughs> Empty. Vazio. Vazio? Yeah, he was trying to say Vazio. And that's. Oh. He said with a like Japanese that, yeah. accent, Bajiro. Oh, okay. And they say, oh, Vazio. So it's not my fault, it's yours. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I got it. That's hilarious. <laughs> See, that, that's yeah, I, I didn't know. I never knew the whole story about you being at, at the, the Japanese uh, area there in Sao Paulo, but that's, that's pretty cool. So, that's how long was that cool. for that you got to. No, like three years. Oh, okay. So I got a long, Japanese, long yeah. education with them. Yeah. So that's uh, awesome. Any I, got my, I got my certification. Yeah. My uh, <laughs> when he gave me my certification, that I finished like the first phase of the Japanese <clears throat> Nihongo, and I got so proud, man. It's so awesome. And my friend was just laughing. It's <clears throat> man, are you laughing? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and he said, "Did you know this is like elementary school, right?" <laughs> <laughs> It's like, no, it's like, it's like, whatever. It's like your first strike. That means I can talk to a little kid. Yeah, so I'm, hey, I'm good. Cool. I'll take it. Yeah. yeah. And you learned the exposure that. to judo at that time? Did no, they? no, nothing. Actually, my oh. friend was training karate. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> you were training karate back then. This, it, so I had, I did karate when I was younger. So I, yeah, it's a lot of that. I was just more into the food, right? And the culture, you know, was good. Watching them having the parties. Yeah, like uh, they get together. It's a different culture, yeah. way, way different. Yeah, it's amazing. I can't wait till we we will take our trip to Japan one day. Uh, there is this candy. It's called I think it's mochi, mochi. Yeah, mochi. Yeah, oh, yeah. he's mochi. awesome. I hate yeah. mochi. What? You hate mochi? Hate mochi. You wait, know wait, why? Wait, wait, wait. That makes what? me right. <laughs> Hang on, before you say which one, are you talking about the one that's like a dry, like a warm, or are you talking about like a cold with ice cream mochi? Oh, that's no, America. not ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, the, the one with like the, the, the red one. bean and all. Yeah, that. yeah, with beans. You don't like it at all. It's made like with beans, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so you hate that. Okay, I hate that because. We were having this Akimatsuri, okay, which is like a, a fall festival or spring festival. I can't remember. I think that's fall, right? Akimatsuri. I'm pretty sure that's on know. a cooking show. I heard that's the only reason I know that. <laughs> <laughs> my Japanese Akimatsuri. is terrible. <laughs> so anyway, so I and my friend invited me to go and help them prepare the mochis for the Akimatsuri. Oh, okay. So we would prepare like a fifty thousand of mochis, <laughs> right? And I spent like five days just helping with uh, the beans, cooking, preparing, like with a doll in the yeah, bean, yeah. and of course eating. Yeah. yeah. I was he smelling, eating, smelling, eating, smelling. Uh, smell, smell. You overdosed. Oh, yes. No, I'm done. I'm done. Oh, so, you, yeah, you had That's your lifetime I'm, I'm mochi yeah. in five <laughs> <I'm> days. <done. laughs> uh, my, my friend brought me once in a bag of mochi. I almost threw up. So, oh, oh, no. <laughs> well, I'm glad I didn't bring any back. You don't like yeah. mochi? Yeah. I don't like mochi. <laughs> I'm done. You know, I think I ate my... My mochi's for my, my mother-in-law life. always makes sure. And then Dorsey, who I know she listens to this. Dorsey is the world's best right. sister-in-law ever. They live in Japan. You know, you you awarded Richie his uh, blue belt, and uh, they're still there in Japan. And she sends the most awesome gifts. 
a bag, a box full of various items from Japan. Every time it says Dorsey Henderson on there, I feel like I feel like it's oh. Christmas. <laughs> um, sometimes there's mochi. Sometimes there's just all different stuff in there. But yeah, I like it. I'm glad I didn't I bring like it back. Texture. I like I the texture. I love the texture of it. Yeah. And the little powder that's on yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. They also have a candy I love called Haichu. Yeah, is uh, yeah. Oh, I think they sell it here now, though. Yeah, they do. Yeah. So I know uh, some people have heard this story, but I think it would do us a disservice if we didn't at least talk about it. You know, your your first, like when you first walked into Brazil. Before we even talk about that, what was your perception of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu before you became involved? I think in it was Brazilian the Jiu-Jitsu? perception of most of the Brazilians. A yeah. bad thing, you know, bad yeah. reputation. Was Jiu-Jitsu was like for like a meatheads. Yeah, mm-hmm. troublemakers, people that would go outside on, on uh, out on the nights looking yeah. for street fights, right? Getting drunk and fight. Yeah. You it's know, a, that was my perception that I had. I was surprised because I, I when I was in college, when I was an undergrad, I took a, a I had you had to take so many years of Spanish, and I, so I was taking a Spanish class, and we had uh, two guys from Brazil and one girl. She was beautiful. Oh my God, she was so beautiful. And she's talked to me in class because I, I mean, Spanish was pretty good. And mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, you're from Brazil. And I'm like, I, I'm like, I, I do Brazilian jiu jitsu. Oh, <laughs> same thing. Right? Oh, no. She was just like, oh, you're like a thug. Yeah. She's like, oh, no, gangster. That's what she said, gangster. She's like, no, just gangsters. Yeah. Gangsters. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about, bitch? <laughs> because, because, because they were, they were gangsters, right? They, were, they, they would be a gang. Every school would be a gang of jiu-jitsu, right? The guys would all go out together. <laughs> yeah. They would go out together. They would fight together. Right. And that's it. You know, and everybody would wear the, the shirt, jiu-jitsu shirt. Right, you know, right, cauliflower right. ears, and all of them were, would wear shirts like showing their muscles, you know, big shoulders. But that was a big mistake, you know. Yeah. The perception that I had was a misconception, misconception, or maybe it was an old one, right? From the beginning of jujitsu. Sure, sure. Because after the nineties, uh, things changed a lot, especially today. You know, man, there's like, but in the nine, I think between eighty six when the uh, I think it was jiu-jitsu started changing a lot. You know, okay. after I, I don't know, I'd say nineties, late eighties, beginning of nineties. I think that's when things started changing because jiu-jitsu came had I would say had two waves, right? The first wave was uh, was very expensive, and just important people would be trained jiu-jitsu. Okay, so, so we're talking like nineteen thirties. Yeah, back with Mestre Hilio. Yeah, so yeah. he would be teaching like the governor, the, the sure, president sure. of Brazil. So guys like that would be taking classes, mm-hmm. right? And then the second wave was when that uh, time went through, and his generation started passing to the other one. That one became the competition wave. Okay, right? Okay, yeah. Because uh, before, like uh, the Jiu-Jitsu Academy in Brazil, Jiu-Jitsu school, they had like. 600 students just private lessons just private lessons right that's crazy and then what they didn't they didn't have group classes it was just private lessons yeah and what they would do uh, was they would meet at night and they would train together all the coaches all mm-hmm. the, the gracie family okay let's meet at 7 p.m now it's our training let's roll so they would get there they would warm up somebody would share a technique and they would spar for an hour <clears throat> And that became the traditional way of jiu-jitsu because, the, and then the family started inviting students to come and take those classes, <clears throat> those special classes, uh, special sessions, right? Mm-hmm. There wasn't class. Hey, Amen. I said, Daddy, 
like Mestre Hilio. I think this guy he can handle. I think he's a tough guy. He would he would be good for us. He was gonna help us. Okay, invite him to come. So he would come and train with them. The same thing. Get at night, warm up. You know, conditioning class instead of warm up, and then somebody shares a technique and then roll. Boom. Right. So that became like something like a daily base. Boom, boom, boom. We start inviting more people, and then people start getting their black belts, getting promoted to black belts, and then people start leaving and open their own schools. Mm. Right. So what they would do? The same thing. You know. When they open the school, the Two class techniques. gonna be the group. The class gonna be warm up, warm up, seven technique and roll. Yeah. And then, That's and then yeah. when they split, they, we start having competitions. Right. And then now people start getting more focused on competitions. Like I, I care more about if you're tough than about your money. <clears throat> gotcha. Because okay. I wanna have like a good reputation for my school. If you can handle, you fine. Walk away. So you see two waves. The first wave were those guys, and the second wave came with the competition. And that with the competition, I think that's when it becomes the... Actually, I'm not going to say the bully becomes with the competition, because before we had a kind of like a, a good bullying when Master Helio wants to prove everybody Jiu-Jitsu was the best. So yeah, you would go right, to newspapers, right, right. challenge everybody. Mm -hmm. right. That's a kind of bully, right? Sure. But then <clears throat> when the competition came and then start getting the gangs... Man, back then, nobody would go train a different school. There's no way you could leave my school to train with a different one, you know? Yeah. No way. Because you had so much respect for your teacher and for your partners sure. that you would never talk to someone from a different school. It's not like just even go there and train. You can't go there and, and have friendship with someone. Right, right, right. You see how lucky we are right now? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Right? It's Man, not like life a, is so much better now that you can have friends from all over the world. Yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> And train with whoever you want and having a good time and learn jiu-jitsu. So change. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's that's why the bad reputation start going out. That's the, 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 the jiu-jitsu that my parents knew was right. from those guys that would go out and fight and, you know, prove that they were, they, they were the best. But then what happened was uh, some people realized that, man, we can't make money doing this. No, we lose a bunch of students. We have a bunch of warriors, but we live in <laughs> we we poor. We have yeah. we don't have a car. The right. warrior is always the smaller percentage of what's in the populace. Mm -hmm. So yeah. if you that means that your demographic, if you were going to go with a business plan and say my business plan is is going to be directed to one percent of the population, nobody would give you any money. Yeah. Hell, if it was five percent of the population, nobody yeah, would I mean, give it. Still... I always look at why was Pac Man so successful. Oh, yeah. Pac-Man was so successful it's because 90% of the population could play it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you have to, you have, if you want to be successful, you have to have something that a good number of people can do. And, and yeah, I mean, your fighters are never going to be where your money comes from, mm -hmm. So unfortunately. One thing that I was thinking about, uh, you mentioned like gangsters, you know, yeah. uh, the episode that we did that unfortunately got eaten by the Mac was the, the Jap Japan episode. Yeah. Uh, and you talked about how, uh, you know, the judo practitioners... You know, would, it was that whole, like, cross the street, yeah. walk on the other side so from them. So everywhere I, thought that was I interesting. went, I, people were very friendly, but they kind of gave me a certain look. And Richie told me, he goes, dude, it's your ears. He's like, Japanese people do not want conflict. So we're walking on the street one night. I've only, and you can drink in public in Japan. Mm -hmm. You can drink on the subways because very few people do it. Richie does it all the time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but we're walking back and this guy starts talking to Jackson. He's like, we should call him in here so he can confirm the story. 
say, hey, hey, you pretty boy. <laughs> this Japanese guy. This Japanese guy. He goes, you got a pretty face. And I yelled at Richie because we're almost like walking in a line. And Jackson's in the very back. I go, I think he means pretty mouth. I didn't know he, his English was really good. He goes, no, 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 no. Pretty face. You like play baseball? You, you like basketball? Oh, you want to do karaoke with me? And so I kind of hung back a little bit. Uh-huh. And I put my arm around Jackson and I said, no, 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 no. Jiu-jitsu. I said, jiu-jitsu champion. Like uh-huh. that. He shut the fuck up and he walked away. Walked away. <laughs> he hightailed nice. it out of there. And um, I'm just telling the story when the Japanese guy who's harassing you. Not harassing you. But do you remember in <laughs> Japan? When he said, oh, pretty face. Yeah, that was pretty weird. Yeah. <laughs> but what did he do as soon as I told him that you practiced jujitsu? Uh, I think he, he walked away. Yeah, he yeah. like hightailed it out of there. And we were in a place uh, that they call Electric City. And this was right after we visited the Kodokan. And there was a group, group of judokas in front of us, young kids. But they all had the backpacks on. And, you know, the symbol for the Kodokans, you know, the, the red dot with the flower around it. When we were walking down the street, people would cross the street to avoid them. They all know they do anything to avoid conflict in Japan and they know who the fighters are. Mm-hmm. And when we went to Carp Dam, do you remember Carp Dam? Yeah. Awesome gym, right? Mm. Do you remember what the instructor said about the posters? He said that we have to make the posters as friendly as possible because people do judo in high school and they think that they're just going to get beaten down here. Mm-hmm. And Japanese people, they like, um, they know to keep respect and they don't, they love fighting, but they don't want to, fight. they're not a fighter. They, they're not like these idiot Americans like, yo, go kick your ass. And it's like, no, dude, you don't even know how to fight. Shut up. Yeah. They know that. And they, they avoid at all costs. That's awesome. So it's a really, really interesting dynamic. Well, I just wanted you to confirm the story. Oh yeah. That's all. I've, I've, I, I yes. confirm it. <laughs> <laughs> So, so, you know, that's your perception. So how did that change? I think a lot of us know, you know, that you had a, uh, a coworker at work that said, Hey, come on, you got to do jujitsu. You got to do jujitsu. Um, you know, how did your perception change or did it change after you started taking classes? Oh, it changed right on the first sight. When I saw really? people on the mats, when I okay. saw them, when I saw everybody, I didn't see tattoos on the neck. You know, I saw people with like a well, uh, like a nice hair. Right. Not like professionals. Professionals. Did they? Okay, yes. okay, okay. Professionals. Everybody talking nicely. Yeah. With smart in a right. good way with grammar and everything, you know. You could tell that those guys were like uh, normal normal people or like people that I would hang out with, with right. them, right? And, and we're talking a gym that was not, I mean, your gym produced some killers. Yeah. Did, did uh, George Gell? Come from mm-hmm. your, came, yeah. he came from your, and what, yeah, Hermes Franca also? Yeah. Hermes no, Franca. I mean, you got some killers in that gym. What's that? Oh, I was going to say try that. Oh. Um, uh, from that, so we're not talking, it was um, uh, a gym where it was just for the casual, no, yeah, yeah. The, the casual jujitsu practitioner. Yeah. And was this the gym that you saw at the bus stop that had the sign that you were like, what No, is this? this gym I never had a chance. It's the same team. Uh-huh. But I never had the chance to walk in. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, walk in. If I had, I would be a red belt by now. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. So I, I blame like a bad marketing. If that was a good marketing. No, for real. Though. Yeah. Man, if, if 
that guy had a better marking, I would be a red belt today, for sure. No yeah. doubt. I would have walk in or say, <laughs> man, that's awesome. Remember, I was into the Japanese culture already. I would mm -hmm. love it to wear a gi. Right. Yeah. That's why I did karate. Yeah. Because I had no other thing in my, close to my house. Like, not even judo I had when, right. I, when I was a kid. It was just karate. Gotcha. Right. But karate that I did was, was good, too. Yeah. It was like a kill or be killed. Too. Was yeah. Like, almost like I remember. Really training. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So you show up to that class, you take it, it changes your perception. And was it something that you, after that first class, that you got you got uh, the bug? Like, did it, did it bite oh, you yes. after that? Oh, so oh after I, the first class. That's the first class. I think okay. in the middle of the class already. Like, in the middle of the class, I said, wow, man, what's going on? I have, I felt like drowning and going up and... <laughs> Uh, just yeah. a little, just little, 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 little air in the back. I actually was doing the rolling session because I had no idea what the roll was. And, and back then, we roll the first class. You go you there. Yeah. I say, oh. You and you combat. What do I do? He said, "You figure Survive. it out." <laughs> now he nice. said, "You figure it out." <laughs> <laughs> you figure it out. What? And you see the guys choking you out. <laughs> yeah. Tap 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 tap. That's crazy. Tap tap tap. So, <laughs> yeah, no, but uh, first, like it was funny because. Oh, he said, this is Reg, my friend, class is very easy. First, we do a warm-up, and then second, he teach the technique, mm -hmm. be drill, and then you spar. So, cool. But I, I, was, cool. I didn't know what to expect about right. the spar session. Well, what was the warm-up like? Yes. So, the warm-up was probably first of killer. All, first of all, I said, after the warm-up, I said to my professor, I said, professor, excuse me. <laughs> you did not. I did, I did, I did, I did, I did. Actually, the professor was... Who was teaching that class? Because there is always another black belt teacher. Sure, right? sure, it's always, yeah, always yeah, a different yeah. one. In that class, I can't remember who it was. Maybe it was Hedges or Daniel Beliz. I can't remember, but I came to them because I always be very friendly and open and talking. Mm -hmm. I'm not the kind of shy or behind. Mm -hmm. and, and I always treat myself as a customer too. Yeah. I have to talk. If I'm not happy with the service, I mean, that's what I think. Right? <laughs> because I didn't know better, right? Right. I thought that you the, didn't customer, realize the customer. No. 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 <laughs> well, first of all, I interrupted no. you. I'm sorry. What, what is no. that saying in jujitsu? <laughs> yes, there is a saying that the customer is always wrong. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. But I didn't know that. So I walked to his professor. I'm, I'm sorry. Excuse me. <laughs> instructor. Excuse me. Oh, you uh, got him instructor? Oh, yeah. I didn't know oh, what I beautiful. called like back then. I didn't know how to call him. Yeah. Buddy or whatever. Sure. Buddy, right? Yeah. <laughs> but watch. Just so you know, maybe can change later on the paper right there right that says warm up <laughs> this is not warm up <laughs> man i've been doing sports my whole life oh man this is a conditioning session and you know what he said shut up go back in line. <laughs> yeah right <laughs> just yeah. like that shut up and go back in line That's get off funny. my face you know <laughs> and i just laughed and walked there and he was laughing too wasn't we were having a good time but this is not warm up, man. Like oh, somebody, somebody yeah. said, okay, guys, you warm them up and they teach the technique, but the, the guy didn't understand what the warm up was supposed right. to be. Yeah. Like said, like five minutes of stretches yeah. and get some f uh, flow, the blood flow on the body, and then teach the technique. No, kill them all. Yeah. <laughs> and then one technique, and then after they're all dead, roll. That's yeah, why I always thought yeah. do these crazy ass warm ups. Bear crawls with somebody, and like on <clears throat> like you get in somebody's garden, you got to bear crawl across oh, the yeah. mat. And you got to do the the monkey around the tree where you're standing, and one guy's standing sit ups, and it's like half an hour goes by. I'm like, this motherfucker's just trying to get me tired mm -hmm. so he can destroy me. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I don't see the instructor warming up with me right now. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. the plan. Yeah. That's the old school, old school. The plan was kill them all, so they roll with no strength, no gas and strength, just technique. 
That was the plan. <clears throat> so I did that warm up, died dead already. And I was in a good shape because I was back then I was lifting weights, taking steroids, protein. It was huge. <laughs> big dude. Oh, big dude. And especially in my hometown because everybody's short, small. I'll, I'll be fine. I said, I thought, I'm going to do fine. I'll do this month because my friend is paying for it. And then after that, I'll quit and I'll sell the uniform. <laughs> I had a good plan. Yeah, it sounds like it. I had a good plan. It all worked out. Yeah, uh, but it didn't work that way. So yeah. after the after the class, like uh, when we roll, we roll like uh, uh, one professor said to roll, like you go with him. He partnered up with this kid. He was a yellow belt. Today he's a black belt. His name is Paul Andre. And he humbled me. That's how you say it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. definitely. Uh, it was like, like Jacks. Yeah, you say today, right? Exactly. Same size of Jacks, smaller kid, but he was a yellow belt. He wasn't a blue belt yet, so because he was under sixteen years old. Right, right, right. But the kid killed me, destroyed me. Like I can't remember, but it was at least five submissions in five minutes, at least right. five. Because the first one was really fast. Was a loop choke, grab right hip, loop. I put my head like this, grab it. I was, yeah. I almost threw up. <laughs> and then I tap, tap, tap. And, and the guy said, <clears throat> and then I said, can you do it again? I said that. Right? Yeah. I love it. And you look at the clock. No, we're going to do this for five minutes. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. I said, no, I, I felt great. Okay. Let's do it. I have a chance. Five minutes, we're going to kill you. Yeah. No, it didn't work that way. Yeah. I took Amazing. my back. And, and I was, ah, ah, ah. And he was, just relax. Just cool as a cucumber, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> bling, bling, bling. Your friend that uh, got you the uniform and paid for the class, are you still friends with him? I am, but I lost contact with him. I tried to find uh, him. I don't know where he's here right now. Yeah. 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 He's well, not so, on social yeah, media, so yeah. that's why. Okay. And he's just not the type of person for social media? I don't think so. He I always get scared when I have friends like that I can't get a hold of anymore. That I long. think it's because he was older than me already. Yeah. It looks like old people don't like social media, no, you know, yeah, like no. Facebook, stuff like that, you know. Yeah. So you, you stick with this jiu-jitsu thing. I did, It seems yes. to be a, this thing, a good yeah. fit, a good <laughs> fit <laughs> for you, right? Yeah, it was um, a good challenge. And it was probably hard not to compete being on that team. Yeah. And that, that team was the SAS team. Um, it was not just on the team. It was hard to not compete in anywhere. Right. Because in you, if you don't compete, you, you would feel weird. Because right. everything is about competitions. Everybody okay. just talks about competitions. It's yeah. just all about the just the, the competitions. Nobody will talk about self defense right. or about love, lifestyle. No, it's about competitions. From day one, day one you walk in, man, you're gonna be a nice ultra heavy guy. <laughs> I have no idea what heavy is. Yeah. I said, okay, I'll do it. You they know? just already had yeah. you pegged. Yeah. Like, this, this is your path. Yeah, this so, is your yeah. path right there. I have to ask you something I never asked before. What was your perception of Gracie Baja at that time? I had no idea. You didn't. No, you you're talking about your, my first week, first month, no, or first no, year. No, no, when you really got involved with your the team. When you start getting no one was. Yes, yes, yes. Just another team. Just another team. Just okay. another team. Yeah. Okay. Just like yes, we have lots of teams in Brazil. Like uh, actually, we did have a lots of teams in Brazil. We had. I mean, when I was growing, maybe like three or four. Okay. Mm-hmm. Alliance. Uh, no, Bob, back no, then, no, no alliance. Alliance came later, and especially for my hometown, alliance didn't have. Didn't go there until maybe 2000. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we just had like a Nova Union. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had, actually, I had my team. Jack, Jack became Nova Union in the beginning. Yeah, I forgot. So about we, had, that. we had the Nova Union. We had the Gracie Baja. We had the Gracie Maita. Yeah. 
Carlson's and Carlson's guys, or were Carlson, they mainly? Were they mainly yeah? MMA? As we had Carlson, no, yeah. we had Carlson team. But if I can't remember, that's it. You know, just a few. Mm. And then now, now it's too so many to count. Funny. Right? Now it's so funny. I just remember the other day when the Aris BJJ was created. Mm-hmm. Remember? Yep. Aris that came from Kayoteha. Yep. I think it was Sami, Sami else. Created yeah. Aris BJJ, right? With Keishinho, I guess. I can't remember. But what's some, somebody that I know here, like Sami, Keishinho, left Kayoteha. He decided to create Aris BJJ. It's okay, cool. But then I check on my Facebook and I see two friends of mine in my hometown. Aris BJJ for life now. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Man, yeah. this guy never met. Yeah. They never met Sami, never met Keishin, never met nobody from Aris, you know? Yeah. And now they are BJJ in Fortaleza, you know? They got a tattooed on them or oh, something. Oh, yeah. yeah. For life. <laughs> yeah. And I, well, the best thing, that I, I think the funniest thing is there is guys that back then would say, oh, this for life. Right, right, right. I would say like Gracie Barra for life. You know, I'll kill for Gracie Barra. It's my team. It's my life. Mm-hmm. And I had this guy, man, I'm not joking. Like every single day he would post a picture on Orkut. Orkut was our Facebook before. Oh, okay. Yeah, Brazil sure. had this. Orkut was mm-hmm. a... Oh, Brazil O-R-K-U-T. O-R-K-U-T. Yes. Yeah. i never heard of it. Oh, really? Yeah. It's yeah. like it was before Facebook. It before was Facebook. You guys had your uh, MySpace? Mm-hmm. Yeah, MySpace. Yeah. And you had Orkut in Brazil. Yeah. Okay. Orkut was a big... I think Facebook bought Orkut. Okay. Because it was huge. And then it was funny because I had this guy, my friend, that he would say like... Uh, he was our team. He would say, Novo Nyan for life. Novo Nyan for life. And every single day, he would post something. He would say, oh, I'll die for this team. Novo Nyan for life. Mm-hmm. And then uh, next day, he changed teams. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. And then he said, okay, now Grace Bar for life. Grace Bar for hey, life. <laughs> Until the end. Grace Bar for life. <laughs> Man, come on. You can't do that. Man. It's funny. Oh, that sounds <laughs> crazy. <laughs> it's, so uh, that so time goes by. You're you're you're, you're training. You're competing, and then um, you end up having an opportunity to make a change. And I think you had a, a few opportunities at that point when you were in Brazil, and you ended up going to New, New Jersey. Is that correct? Oh, you mean coming here to the U.S.? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. because the U.S. wasn't your only choice. I mean, you know, you're mm-hmm. everybody. Everybody's so nation centric here in the United States. They think everybody wants to come here, and like right. when I yeah. inform people, like guys like Braulio Estima are in the United or in the UK, they're like, "What? No, he's not." I'm like, yeah, man, yes, he yeah. is. <laughs> yes, he is. Well, um, yeah, Hardra Gracie is too. No, he's not. Yeah, the United States is not the only place to go to. Right. So, what was the attraction, or was it just was it purely opportunity, or did you want to come to the United States? Or? I think it was like a combination of both. Because I think growing up, I mean, I always, I always want to, uh, with the Japanese thing right there, it sparked me something to learn about cultures, right? Mm-hmm. Different cultures. Okay. And then English was the, the biggest one. Because all the movies that we watch in Brazil it would be in English, would be American movies, right? I think later on, the, the Brazilian uh, cinematography mm-hmm. became bigger. Now it's a huge thing. But back then it was just American. And remember, we'd go to Blockbuster, 
Yeah. Right? Yeah. You guys got Blockbuster? VHS? No, yeah. we did. Oh, okay. I'm just yeah. saying. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So you understand, right? <laughs> yeah. So I would yeah, go yeah. to the, get some VCRs and watch some movies in English. And I thought, man, it's so cool. They speak different. They don't speak Portuguese. Wow. Yeah. There's people there that don't know what feijoada is. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they have people that have hamburgers for lunch. It's different, you know? Hamburger for lunch. And I said, man, I have to learn this. So I started going to, to learn English. Actually, I had English in school since I was a little kid. But it's just that same guy, same as you here, that goes to school and learn Spanish, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. High school or French. Yep. And you learn mm-hmm. how to count. And, French, German, Spanish. Yeah, yeah, you say good morning and that's it. Yeah. But I said, man, I want to go ahead and learn something else. I want to be better than just everybody here. Sure. I want to be able to watch a movie, understand everything. And until these days, I don't. <laughs> it's funny, right? <laughs> yeah. I watch a movie, I have to have subtitles here in <laughs> English. But, and then it was like a kind of spark for me to learn English. And this is, man, I hope one day I can move to US. It's gonna, not move, but going there to have the chance to see like with my own eyes to see something different. Because, man, it's different. You right. know, a house is different. Sure. You know, yeah. the car is different. Everything sure. is different. The plants are different. So it's it's so cool to learn something different. And I mean, I had this uh, mentality that one day I'm going to have the chance to go to the United States, mm-hmm. you know, for vacations. Or I never thought actually about moving to live here in the U.S. Oh, okay. You know? Yeah. But I thought about coming to know the world, not just U.S., but Japan is still on my bucket list. Europe, of course. Right. You know. And then I had a chance, and I was competing a lot, competing, and I had a sponsor. Oh, okay, you and did. I did. I had a sponsor okay. since uh, the beginning. Maybe like Purple Rally got my first sponsor, and the way that I got my sponsor is interesting. It's, it's nice to share too. The way that I got my sponsor. So I'm gonna tell about my sponsor now, but don't let me lose track about what I was talking. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We'll so, <laughs> <laughs> so I was traveling to compete from my own pocket. Mm-hmm. You know, I always see those guys competing with patches on the gi. Mm-hmm. You right. know, I mean, they're so cool if you get paid. Yeah. I mean, not get paid, but if somebody pay for your tickets, hotel and food and registration. That's awesome. Yeah, they're paying for your fun stuff. And especially your wife don't get mad. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and I had this idea. I was working for this company. It was a big company in Brazil. They, this, they had this product. Uh, product. Uh, it would be like, like a water, like, a, like Guinness. Right, I was working for Guinness. Okay. Let's just say that. And then I went to, <clears throat> I made a patch and I put on my gear. Put right here and I went to compete. And I won, got first place. Took a picture on the podium with the Guinness right here. Gold medal, ah, hands up. Nice. Like this. And the next, when I came back from, from, from the competition, there was a Nationals in 2007. And my picture went to the newspaper. Poof, newspaper like sports uh, mm-hmm. section. Yeah. My photo's right there. And I got the newspaper put under my arm, knocked the door for the marketing department. He says, hey, let me introduce myself. My name is Reggie. I'm a jiu-jitsu practitioner. And actually, I work here for you guys. I said, oh, that's so cool. And I went to compete at Nationals last week, and I, and I won, got first place. I love your product. That's oh, that is. is awesome. That's you know? beautiful. That's awesome. And I That's love awesome. your. It actually, it wasn't water, it wasn't alcohol. Sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't my water, yeah. like uh, Aquafina. Aquafina. Or Dasani, yeah. I, that's like that, the yeah. only water that I drink, and I really love it. So I did this because I, love, I like you guys so much. Yeah. And I won. 
And he says, oh my God, this is so cool. Hey, thank you so much for doing that. How can we help you? He says, well, there is another competition coming up next month. And if you guys would like to help me, that would be great. What do you need? And so what do you, do you need as an athlete to go there and compete? Where is it going to be? Oh, it's going to be Rio de Janeiro. So I need, I need air tickets. I need a hotel. I need food and this. Done. Nice. Get out and of I here. Said, I was looking for just the tickets yeah. or just the food. Just the something. Yeah. yeah. So I so said, done. Just talk to somebody else. You're going to hook you up. Man, welcome to the team. <laughs> awesome. Dude, so that's I got, great. I got, yeah. I got my sponsor. <laughs> that's yes, fantastic. I got my sponsor. And then... And then I didn't know how many competitions I could do, right? Sure. Because, I, man, what does he want me to do? To go one competition a year, two a year? How far can I go? Because it's not so expensive. Go, I actually, it was expensive. But then I said, then, okay, I, I, he, they sponsored me for like a, man, a few years. And then I got another sponsor with a, like his uh, competitor. Yeah. <laughs> no. oh. Oh. <laughs> nice. Right? Because I think I left that company that I was working for. That's the company that I was fired. Oh, I okay. got fired from this company. Gotcha. But I still had a sponsor. But okay. then I got another one, better. You know, oh, that's I awesome. said, man, I have this one here, but I really like yours better than yeah. his. Ah, so if you yeah. can give me something extra, done. What do you need? And then okay, they start sponsoring me again with this other company. And then, and then I won another competition, and they got very excited. Okay, what's next one? We gotta go again. What's the next one? It's me. The next one is, is it's, I don't know if I'm gonna go because it's in New York. I don't know. No, no, you should go. You should oh, go. So that that was the first time coming to the United States. Yeah, then. the first time oh, coming. Nice. Yes. Yeah. The, the next one is New York. I don't know if I should go. It was gonna be in October. I don't like the cold. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's crazy to come here. No, yeah, it's yeah. Man, I wanna go, but like, I don't. I don't know if I don't know if you want to spend that much money yeah. because it's the international trip is way more expensive no no man you should go it's gonna be awesome what else you need they were probably excited to have you as a fighter like, oh yeah 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 because also the company has the newspapers like inside the, it was a huge company like yeah i don't know but like fifty thousand employees you know it was a huge wow. like bmw yeah it's just here. a write-off for them yeah 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 it's not sure. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, no, is that, should go. so you met Nelson on that trip, right? Was that uh, Nelson uh, Montero? Montero yeah. No. No, that New wasn't York. the trip. No, oh, okay, no. Okay. This trip I met Dracolin for the first time. Oh, okay. really? Yeah, cool. that, okay. because I was competing, he was competing too. Yeah, that yeah. was in 2008 in New York. I'll never forget because I didn't see him competing. Okay. I just, uh, I don't know if I had fight already, but I was sitting on the benches like I was in the gymnasium, right? Mm -hmm. In New York. And this guy was sitting just by my side, this short guy, skinny guy. And he was talking Portuguese. Fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> and I said, man, what happened? Are you okay? No, man, you didn't see that? It's no, I did it. Oh, man, I made a mistake. The guy took me out and I passed out. Fuck it. <laughs> oh, then that was Draculino? Yeah, that was Draculino. Uh, awesome. I looked, what happened? No, triangle, the guy took me out. I didn't have time to tap. It was so quick, I passed out. There was no gi, words, uh, uh, pen names no geek 2008 get out of here that's that was crazy. so funny that's awesome yeah. <laughs> yeah that's really cool but okay I lost track remember so, so we're coming to the United States shit. yep so that's how I came here yeah so that's why I circle came back here. around it worked yeah yeah yeah, yeah, worked yeah, out. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we got <laughs> but you were talking about like you knew one day that you would come to the United States yeah what so brought you here I would here? come here maybe for vacations you know with right. my family to to see everything and not to work to get a job right because I never thought that it would be possible. 
the kind of work that I was doing in Brazil, maybe I would have maybe to come here to do like a master's or something. Sure. But sure. not to work. Right, you right, know, right. I right. thought, man, I don't think that's going to happen. So yeah. I have to go there with my money. So you probably never knew how jiu-jitsu uh, was going to blow up in the United States. I had no idea, especially because I didn't follow UFC, MMA. Yeah, yeah. I didn't follow at all. You know? I, I, I like it, but yeah, that's it. We used to say if you're teaching traditional martial arts and you don't have some type of ground fighting program, you're going you're gonna to be surpassed. And I don't think anyone now... I mean, there's very few traditional martial arts schools that are, you know, out on the street making money mm -hmm. that are in the public eye. So I'm sure there's some hidden places that don't depend on memberships to stay open. Um, but almost everywhere, Krav Maga, Krav Maga classes, they're all doing ground fighting classes. Yeah, you have A to. Lot of, you have to. And so that's what happened to the United States and made Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu explode here in the United States. Yeah. But that must have been a hard thing to imagine what's going mm -hmm. to happen. And the demand yeah. to have an authentic Brazilian teaching Jiu-Jitsu right. back in the, the late or the early 2000s. Yeah. I mean, you remember those days. Like I used to say, if you had a purple belt teaching, it was like mm -hmm. a god. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just crazy. No, I remember because me, even in Brazil, it was like that. Oh, we really? Have, we didn't have lots of black belts that teach. A lot. No, no way. Like, I had a few black belts when I was training Jiu-Jitsu. Mm -hmm. You know, like I said, I, I never had a chance to train with a black belt until, like, later. Right. I right, never wrote right, a black right. belt, you know? I mean, I wrote with a few black belts. Right. That's crazy. It was, like, untouchable. About. Yeah. So, and then, yeah, that's crazy, right? You guys yeah. have a chance to roll every day with a black belt, yeah. and you, you, you don't come to class. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and back wow. then, I was Get going... Get called out on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it for our guest today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and back then, man, back there was, even there was hard. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 That's crazy. So um, how did you get the first job here? Because it's kind of a neat story. It was a job offer pretty much, right? The guy, I was with a friend of mine and he's got a phone call. And one of his friends was leaving his job. Right. And the guy, man, I'm leaving here. I'm going to a different state. Do you know anybody that could take my place? And I was in the car with him. He said, man, I have someone here by my side. <laughs> and then he said, he said, no, but he needs to be a black belt and speak English. No, he speaks things very well. Yeah. And he's by my side. He said, oh, it's awesome. It's, let's set up a meeting. So we set up a meeting. And that's it. And actually, the meeting was a professor's then father. Yeah. Yeah. That he became my first black belt. It's pretty awesome. That was in Pennsylvania, too. Yeah. yeah. So from New Jersey to Pennsylvania. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. We had to drive a few hours there mm -hmm. for the meeting. And it's funny because my friend was helping me with the meeting and his English is way worse than mine. <laughs> way, way worse than mine. But he was negotiating my pass. That was so funny because the guy offered me money. He says, wow, that's a lot of money, I thought. I said, yes, let's do it. And my friend, no, 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 no. <laughs> no. He's not coming here for this. <laughs> that's awesome. You know, he's not coming all the way from Brazil, bring his family for this. No way. No, no, no. Right, let's leave. <laughs> And I said, <laughs> no. You're like, don't mess this up for me. Yeah, <laughs> it was like, please don't ruin this. Let's stop. Yeah. Take it easy, you know? But yeah. it was funny. So that was a good thing because they raised the money a little bit. And they See, that's kept, awesome. Yeah, that's was great. Good. Brazilian negotiating right yeah, there. Yeah, it was funny. That's awesome. And, <laughs> and, and so you eventually made your way down to, to Tennessee. And yeah. 
Yeah, one thing led to another. Now you have your school here, which uh, mm-hmm. is, is awesome. It's got to be a dream come true, right? I mean, it is. It I, is. I remember the first day walking in. It's almost a tear jerking memory. Mm-hmm. Walking into the gym and seeing you lay down the mats. The mats had just been laid down. Yeah. And you, were, I think you were kind of securing them down. And Wait, I was Spring just, Hill? No, no. Yeah, Spring Hill. Oh, yeah. And I think Jackson might have been with me or the kids might have been with me. But just looking at it and saying, this is somebody's dream coming alive. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's it's very, you know, with, with everything that we see day to day and, you know, the day to day work, it's just, it's amazing to be there and be a, just to see that come, start to come to fruition for somebody. It's it's just amazing. Mm-hmm. And it's an amazing thing to, to witness. And we don't get to to see that very often in our lives. Yeah, it's true. And actually, it wasn't like a a dream that I had. Right. You know, like, oh, I have this dream to have my own school one day. I had plans to have my school one day, but it wasn't, okay, I want to have my school one day. But now, I regret it. I should have this, this done way, 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 way yeah. long ago. Yeah. You know, maybe back when I was in Pennsylvania. Yeah. You know, long time ago. You'd be sitting on a beach if that was the case. Oh, yeah. How <laughs> <laughs> You make your monthly appearances. Because, man. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the only reason why Amy married me. My school was at the point where I didn't need to be there. Mm-hmm. And I was there all the time, though. But then I met this girl, and other guys were dating. I mean, she wasn't just dating me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I have to spend time. And yeah. I was in the position where I didn't need to be there. And I went, whoa, it's pretty good. Position. I feel pretty good right now. Because <laughs> yeah. you have loyal people that are with you that want yes. to run the school well. Sure. And that that's awesome. Isn't that amazing? Man, you is the best business in the world. You can't tell me different, but you can't convince me. You know, right. there's no way because we grow a family that help each other. And then, man, you could just walk away. It, it walks by itself. But, of course, you got to keep your eye on the cow. Oh, yeah, that's how you for sure. Of course, yeah. but it's not like oh man, I have to be there eight hours a day, twelve hours a day. Sure, you have to no, babysit you don't because yeah. it's like every business you should have people that you trust. Yeah, in jujitsu, we're lucky enough to have lots of those kind of people that we trust. We do, and I think it's the type of people that gravitate to jujitsu. Um, there is a certain type of person. There's a certain type of crazy person. <laughs> there's a certain type of loyal person. There's a certain type of warrior. But I would say everybody's crazy in jiu-jitsu. Absolutely. There is no normal yeah. guy on the mat. I mean, all of them, all of us, there is mm-hmm. some little bit. Yeah. We just have to find what is his business. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. What if this guy, if you see someone who's normal, no, he's not. Wait. Yeah. You're going to find out. Wait. Yeah. You're going to find out. Everybody. You know. So what do you, you know, it, it's a funny thing that's happened within at least the Gracie Baja system. Um when when I was first training, um, the first instructor I ever had that had a structured system was um, Roy Harris, Roy Dean's mm-hmm. uh, professor, and he had a very structured. It was very unusual, you know, because you'd go to other schools and it was just okay. We're working this guard, and you're just like, like, whoa, I have no idea what this guard is. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't closed guard or it would be a spider guard, and right, and, and okay, and now we're now we're gonna roll. Of course, after a warm up that you're completely yeah. dead with, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> um, but then Gracie Baja has this very systematic approach. Their 16 week program, which I think was highly criticized in the BJJ community. You know, mm-hmm. like, oh, that's not how I did it. You came up and you mm-hmm. you went through the the gauntlet and you earned to be there. And now we see everybody saying, oh, we need a system. We need a program. Mm-hmm. What is your take on that program? Well, I really believe in the program. 
right? Yeah. The curriculum. I really believe that the jiu-jitsu has to be made to everyone to train in. If you don't have like a goal or a structure, it's not going to work. Right. Like I say, man, nobody go to college without knowing. Absolutely. Yeah. You get you get a syllabus. Yeah. We, we, we don't go to college today. Okay. You join today college right here for medical school. Mm-hmm. One day I'll get I'll give I'll give you a degree. Right. When I don't know. Keep working there. One day I'll give you. <laughs> it doesn't work that way, yeah. right? Okay. What should right. I do? Where should I go? I just the same thing. People feel frustrated if you don't let them know uh, what's gonna happen. Yeah. You know when, and then with a structure like that, it's much easier to mm-hmm. manage. You know to manage time, so it's easy to talk to someone. Listen. You know, this belt yet because of this. You can see, right? It's right here. It's on the paper. Just do right. this and you're going to be just fine. Yeah. Most of the time. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Most of the time. But yeah, so I was like, before I joined Gracie Baja, I was working on that on my other team. I had like a structure, like a class for the whole year, you know, like the same thing, but I had, right. it was different, like because I was doing just by myself. I had no people help me. So, mm-hmm. but I had like every class for one year, a whole year. I, I think I still have it. I just found it on a oh, that's Google cool. Drive. That's really cool. On a Google Drive. And I, then I was in the process to start recording videos. Oh, okay. To all yeah. the, all the, the techniques. When I joined Racy Baja, they show me, oh man, (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome. That's amazing. It's awesome as long as it doesn't stay stagnant. As long as it changes, you know, because everything kind of evolves. But Exactly. But also it's awesome because it it doesn't have to be done one way specifically, you know. Everybody has knowledge meant to teach. Like when I teach one technique of the curriculum, it's going to be different from the same technique that you teach. Right. Right. Let's say scissor sweep. Okay, this week, guys, let's teach scissor sweep. Mm-hmm. I teach one class, you teach another class, Anthony teach the other one. All those classes are going to be different. Right. In all right. Yeah. They're all right. There is no wrong or, or right. <clears throat> so that's why <clears throat> the instructors had to have to open their eyes to to be able to see that they have to put their input on the technique. Mm-hmm. It's not just what they saw in the video, the instructional video that I have, I have to teach this technique it has to be just like the video. Right. Yeah, as you could. You could, but you're wasting your time. You're wasting your years of jiu-jitsu. Right. If you don't put right. what you learned right there on the technique. There's know? something interesting that I noticed that you did that I've never seen anybody else do. Um, and the moment that you did it, it made a hundred. It made. It was so clear. It made sense. And that was seeing you teach children's classes and not filling in every single little detail, like teaching it where a novice would watch it and go, "Oh, that's wrong." Mm-hmm. But yet teach it in a way that a child could 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 um, get it. could really get it in their head, um, and that was that was that was huge. Did you do that on your own, or is that something mm-hmm. that you learned through Gracie Baja? I think I did by my own because actually I'm a little bit of a kid too, uh-huh. and I try to think like a kid, you know, and that helps a lot. If yeah. you think like a kid when you're teaching, like man, you can't have a kid like it holding the same position for five minutes. Sure. There is yeah. no way they can hold one position for right, five minutes. Right, you right, cannot right. teach one thing. I uh, that's I learned from my mom once she, when she was studying like a, to become a, a master's in her teaching degrees. Blah blah. blah. She said that uh, when you go to ground a kid, it has to be tops one minute per age. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah, it yeah, can't yeah. pass that. that. Same, I think we did that same thing. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't have to I, do it very often, but they were in timeout. They were six years old. It was six minutes. Yeah, Something the tops. Like you can't yeah. let not right, passing right, the right, right. Yeah. But 
teaches the same thing. You cannot teach one kid for more than like two minutes, three minutes. She told me about it, and that really clicks me. You know, every time I'm teaching something, I'm always looking at all the other kids. You know, if I say I'm talking too much, oh, stop, guys, jumping jacks, push up, run, let's wake up, get focused again, yeah. and see the technique again. Because like kids, man, they, they're looking at everything. They're not just looking at you. They're looking at the fly that goes behind your head. She's there looking at the fly. They're looking at their pants behind. It's, it's just like that. And, then, and like I said, man, if you teach one single thing, if they learn one single thing in one day, could be the stupid thing that you think it is, you know? But that's amazing. Yeah. You know, because that's going to stick to his head. The next day, he's going to add something else. The next day, he's going to add something else. And then, boom, you have the whole technique. Yeah. Not just for kids, but white belts too. You know, I my concept is I'm not I don't like to teach uh, white belts fundamentals class with all the details. You right. know, if I do sometimes I'm, I think, man, I'm talking too much. I have to, I have to talk. Stop, stop, stop. You, you can just call that a Joe Spinell. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes because we, we we get excited, right? Yeah, we're excited. We want to share. Yeah, we we want to yeah. share. Bro, this is very important. I have to talk about this. Yeah. You know, I know you have, but guess what? Yeah. <laughs> next week, you know. So yeah. in, in, next in week, Japanese business actually has a name for that. It's called kaizen, and it's it's little incremental increases until you get to the full technique. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's not all that kaizen is, but that that's the big takeaway from it. But it's interesting. You have that type of approach, and here are these multi-million-dollar Japanese people a businessman that came up with this whole system called kaizen <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is essentially what you came up with i should be rich by now yeah. so. <laughs> well before we get to our rapid fire questions do you did you have anything that you wanted to bring up um, Kevin? no i mean we've kind of went through the history of a professor here so yeah. um, and that's what i wanted to do yeah. i wanted to kind of put you know um you are uh i, I always think it's I had a de defensive line coach that uh, that you remind me of. He was a very quiet man. Remember he told us one time, he said, you always worry about the guy at the bar that doesn't talk. Yeah. And uh, he was a tough, he was a tough bastard. And uh, he was just a tough dude. Uh, but you were always so interested in him because he didn't mm -hmm. give you a whole lot. Right. Yeah. You know, so um, I think that a lot of, um, a lot of people are interested yeah, in you, you know, I mean, because you teach class and mm -hmm. there's a level of intimidation with your professor. Yeah. So it's awesome for you to be able to share with us kind of your you. background and everything. But I do have some rapid fire questions for yeah. you. And uh, and I just say rapid fire. You don't have to answer them rapid fire. Mm -hmm. uh, you can give them one word answers or or interpret my question any way you want to. OK. But the first one is uh, BJJ versus AJJ versus JJ. <laughs> So Brazilian Jiu Jitsu versus American Jiu Jitsu versus Jiu Jitsu. The names uh, is important to you. Yeah, no, it doesn't. It's all the same to me. Okay. You know, I think right now if somebody says different, man, it's all the same. Okay. Because Jiu Jitsu is just one. And I would say this because before I would say, okay, Jiu Jitsu has Brazil has the best Jiu Jitsu for sure. Right. Because the training is different, people are training the best instructors are there. Man, I would say now the best Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu instructors are where? Where are they? I think they're in the U U.S. Or, course, the, or the United the Kingdom. They're in yeah, yeah. They're not in Brazil anymore. The right. best, you know. Right. Of course, we still have a lot of good instructors in Brazil. And good hungry competitors. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, competition is different, right? Right, right. right. If, you, if you say, okay, why Jiu-Jitsu has a lot of good fighters? Man, I would say because in Brazil, uh, I would say because we're poor. 
Mm-hmm. That's why. Yeah. Why Brazil has a lot of good fighters? Because we're poor. Yeah. And Hungry we fight though. for food. Yeah. That's it. We fight for food. People here is different. You know, they get punched in the face. Uh, I don't need this. I can do that. Yeah. No, in Brazil, you don't have the option. Man, you do this or you starve for death, to death. Right. So that's why, I guess. Right. But Jiu Jitsu, I would say, is the same thing. You know, like today, 2020, Jiu Jitsu in Brazil, Jiu Jitsu in the US, Jiu Jitsu in Europe is the same. And they don't call it Brazilian Jiu Jitsu in Brazil. <laughs> yeah, right. that's funny. It's like Japanese food. You don't talk yeah, Japanese yeah, yeah, yeah. in Japan, right? Yeah, that's actually okay. really funny. Ne- next question: White bar versus red bar on the black belt. Hmm. Um, red and white, right? Man, it really depends on the school, on the team, okay. organization. I don't think IBJJF has a, a rule for the white bar mm-hmm. on the belt. You're allowed to. And also, you have to remember that IBJJF is just a private institution correct yeah yeah you know have don't have to follow them you, yeah. you know so the white bar was creating uh two people uh, people say different things right right in my school was for like trainees white belts as soon as you get your black belt you will get a black belt with white stripe uh-huh. that means you just got a white your black the, belt. the white bar yeah the white yeah, bar okay. yes yeah, you yeah. you are trainee black belt okay you're not a teacher and yeah you're not a professor yet you're a correct. trainee black okay. belt and you would have the white bar for one year. Oh, okay. After okay. one year, and then you can switch to the red bar. Ah. And then on the second year, you would have the red bar with two white stripes. On the third year, the first stripe. So every okay. year, you would have something different. Okay. But in some, that was from my school. But I heard this already, too, that uh, when people went to compete as a black belt in jiu-jitsu, uh, the belt was very heavier. Uh-huh. Heavier, right? The belt just belt is heavy, thick, mm-hmm. and that would make a difference on the weight class. Uh, okay. And people start getting black belts to compete because they're very thin, right? Very so it's much lighter. So with the tie on their waist, uh-huh. but the rule says that the black belt must have a bar on a it. bar. Yes, it didn't say the collar, just a bar. Correct. So somebody took a black belt and put some tape finger right tape there, yes, finger yes. tape, and that's it. Start to compete. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so there's two different ways to see that. Yeah, well, Rafael Mendez, I think, lost in the finals to the judo guy that did that. And I can't remember who the judo person was, but that's kind of where that came from, I believe. But I was got, a, yeah, yeah. You've got Kron's uh, gym out in California where if you show up with a black belt that wasn't given to you by him or his dad. It's a black with a white stripe. Black right? with a white stripe, yeah. In the voices system, you have a blue bar on it. Right. Yeah. If you're yeah, a visitor, kind of a visitor. Yeah. If yeah, if, if they haven't given you your black belt, then it could be considered as a BS too, okay. right? Because if you're a black belt, you're a black belt. But also, if you're a visitor, if I'm going to visit your school, you ask me to wear a pink belt, I'll do it. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. I'm in mean, your house. I, I, I'll do yeah. your rules. Exactly. I've heard it's from you know? a, just so they know, like these are the guys that we know are black belts versus this is somebody yeah. who says they're a black belt. So when you but train why, with them, why is that? Because they don't trust them. From what I've heard, I don't know. Yeah, I, no, I, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, yeah. I'm just yeah. trying and to figure out. It's, it's a safety thing. It's, but if it's separate. safety, don't bring them into your school. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. we have, like a, we have, like concept that if somebody comes, like from a different school, a black belt, and what I would supposed to do, I would supposed to do a private lesson with him, mm-hmm. a private uh, intro class with him. Sure, a private intro class with them, a private intro. So I get to meet him, train with him. Okay. Okay, come to Nigel group class. What about yeah. a drop-in, though? 
you know, because they're they're a popular drop in? drop in. So Crown's a popular school. So I go to California for the week. I just want to come. No, down No, there it's and a Gracie Bar High School. Talking about Gracie Bar. No, 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 no. I'm oh, talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about well, our my, school. Yeah, yeah. My first. What class, do we do? Yeah, my first class with Samuel. He he had a private with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. If you come and, with and it was, it, most, it, it was mm. like to kind of feel like, okay, what level are you at? Are you yeah, a, some crazy see, person or not? Yeah, so that's safer way we do that. If yeah. somebody black belt come here, I want to sign up at your school. Yeah, it's okay. So can I meet with you today? Let's yeah. roll. Let's talk and let's train. Yeah, that's that's what I'm gonna see. Okay, he's, he's a black belt. He's welcome. Okay. okay. Other than okay, come tonight with train advanced class with my guys, and then you would hurt everybody. Yeah, I'm yeah, talking you know? just purely from a yeah. drop in. Like yeah. I'm coming to take one class, and that I'm might have been like week. way before too, because that concept's relatively new. Drop in. Yeah. True. Yeah. Very true. So the next next one was white versus blue geese. We already know how you feel about that. <laughs> uh, next one is the, he loves the blue geese, belt guys. promotion throws. <laughs> Yeah, um, versus the belt whipping yeah. versus other... Where did the throw come from? I was actually I, curious about this. Uh, yeah. I this. Uh, I got Is it, it just your original school? No, I can't imagine. My original was like a slap in the... the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I restopped it a long time ago. Too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Said, no more, no more. Yeah. No. Yeah. We became yeah. like... A, civilized now oh, okay his okay. parents watching i still right. like the throw i, I like anymore. the throw yeah so i hope had, we don't get rid of it but we made so many mistakes like i'm when to say we i'm talking about jiu-jitsu right right because i found myself doing the same did the same thing and i mean went back then when they did that it was cool yeah, yeah. And it's so cool you know going to the corridor guys yeah yeah i think it's cool proud, yeah. but not for everybody yeah, not for everybody yeah and I remember, man, I was doing like a belt test. I was testing to purple belt, two stripes. And I had one friend testing for black belt. And so this guy, there, we do, we, we used to do like self-defense and MMA, right? During the belt test. Okay. So this guy was testing for his black belt and then let's do MMA. So he fought me and then he did to fight Caio, which ended up doing UFC. Okay. Caio Magalhães. Man, and it was not just a test easy. It was a fight to kill. And I'll never forget because we used to make a circle so nobody would bounce right, around right, off. Right. Yeah. And Kyle gave like a, I think it was a kick to the head to the damage, this guy. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> and then it's funny because when he kicked his face, he turned and faced me. You know, like when he moves yeah. and people go like this and see. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's slow-mo. Yeah. face. Flew on my face, <clears throat> boom! Oh. And then he fell to the ground, knocked out. Man! And when he knocked out, my professor said, "Everybody, walk back. He's fine. He's fine." <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I walked back, <laughs> and he passed out. And as soon as he walked closer, he said, "Damn, Mister, get up! Don't be a pussy. Get up!" <laughs> You know, suck it up, get yeah. up. And he knocked out, passed out. But when he was, I don't know what happened, he was waking up, but I think he had like a seizure or something. He's just, yeah. so, so. Oh, my client. Oh, my God. When yeah. he did that, yeah. he did, my professor freaked out. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> because he said, he's fine, he's fine. Hey, wake up, wake up, wake up. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's dying, I thought. Yeah. Man, I thought he was dying. That's not like, good. Was horrible. The guy's like, <laughs> And then after he woke up, my professor said, hey, you know why you're here? You know why you're here? Yeah, my black belt. <laughs> I said, get up, man. Let's get your black belt. That's and awesome. So was, yeah. That's but, crazy. You know, then after that day, we stopped doing that. No more. No yeah. more MMA for, for belt. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. where, where did the throw come from? Uh, the throw came from the judo, I guess. Okay. From the, when, uh, I like when I was doing judo, all the promotions we do got throw by like everybody, it. but 
for everybody. Yeah. yeah. It's a, at least it's something. It's just not a shaking hand. You throw yeah. each other. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so next one. Uh, jiu-jitsu fighter, jiu-jitsu competitor, jiu-jitsu practitioner, jiu-jitsu player. What's that word? Uh, jiu-jitsu or something like that? that uh, yeah. Is that what uh, Gaval is using? Jiu-jitsu. means because like the ka means like a practitioner, right? Mm-hmm. Judo ka, mm-hmm. that, the guy that trains judo, yeah. right? The ka, jiu-jitsu. Actually, if you want to say right, should be jiu-jitsu ka. Gotcha. Nobody talks yeah. like that. It's, right. it's, it doesn't sound right. So jiu-jitsu. jiu-jitsu. But I would say, man, you said fighter, competitor, practitioner, practitioner player, lover. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I think they're all the same. You yeah. Know? Okay. Like if you're a competitor, uh, you don't have to actually compete to be a competitor because you right. compete with yourself every day. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Self-defense, it's consequence of jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Everything is about self-defense. Even yeah. competitions are fighting, but... The competition, everybody's a competitor, you know. Some people want to compete against another guy just to see where he is. But some people like to compete against himself to see where he's going to be in two months, three months, right. you know. Yeah, this this comes <clears throat> from uh, from driving with Amy and say, so, uh, my first fight's at 10. She's like, you don't have a fight. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, lady. Yeah. yeah, I do. No, it's a match. It's no, match. it's a fight. She's just secretly no, trying match. to get you fired up. That's all it is, man. No, no. She, she, I think she doesn't want to be scared. Yeah, the word that. fight to her. Yeah, but it's sure. yeah. I mean, it's a, then there's no there's no such thing as a boxing fight. There's no such thing as an MMA fight. Mm-hmm. They're all just matches. But the fights are fights, depending just on the rules. Sure. It doesn't mean okay. We could fight with the rule of we're only going to kick each other, and that's how our fight is going to be. It, right. Yeah. It, it's funny because I thought the same way. I thought everything was just fights. So I used yeah. to say fight. How yeah. many fights do you have? Oh, matches. I have three matches. Yeah. And then I learned, okay, I have to say matches. I have to say fight. It's wrong. It's much more fight. publicly uh, <clears throat> easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. People yeah. digest match easier than the word fight. Yeah, yeah for but sure. But I think fight is not... It, it's, I, people have the misconception of what is a fight to. I think fight is... It's yeah, almost like they think there has to yeah, be a punch thrown for it to be a They have to hurt fight. someone. Right. They have to... No, it's like... I was just uh, watching this video about shooting and the guy said, man... When you're ready to fight, you always put your hands forward, you lean forward. Man, this is a fight. When you grab a gun, the same thing, man, lean forward. Like, you're going to fight with the gun. Yeah. It's just, oh, that's a good mentality right yeah. now. You know, it's the same thing. So, yeah. I think a fight is cool. Yeah, I, get, I have fights with my wife and I never yeah. touch her. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Lucky you, she touched you. Yeah, I didn't say that. Yeah, she frequently does. Um, it might be a simple little slap on the shoulder but or verbal abuse, but yes, it does. So, um, if you could leave, and this is our last rapid fire, okay? Because um, I know we're probably going way over time with you. If you could leave one single impression on the jujitsu community to where after you're long and gone, what would that impression be? Like if people talk about Professor Reggie in the future, you know, generations from now in regards to, you know, De La Hiva has his guard, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we have a lot of moves that are named after people. Of course, um, uh, Master Carlos will be balloon as the the creator of Gracie Baja, and mm-hmm. you know um, Halls will be known as the innovator of jujitsu. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you want to be known for? But this is a good question. I would like to ask you the same thing. Oh, I, I would. When love I it. die, yeah. what are you going to talk about me? Oh, <laughs> what are you, you yeah. going to say about me? Okay, sure. Who who was Reggie? Yeah, I mean that's that's a really good question. Because I mean, I would say from, coming from myself, it's it's yeah. It, I could yeah. say something, but. It's not cool. I want to hear from you guys, okay? Because I have the same question. Okay, man, when I passed away, what are you going to talk about me? 
Okay, I was this grumpy old guy, <laughs> and you know, but and that was it's funny because I was the one that was talking something wrong for 12 years, nobody ever fixed me. Mm-hmm. And I was just teaching the other night, and somebody came in, uh, Corey Green, and said, No, it's saying wrong. What was it? Uh, he, I would say, he checkers and says, No, it hit hikers. Hitchhikers. Oh, oh, hitchhike. <laughs> yeah, hitchhike. I've hitch seen hitchhike for twelve years. Oh, I've never even heard you. Say I asked that. someone who okay. was teaching the class. Okay, oh, how hitchhiker? Hitchhiker. Like, like the... Yeah, no, no. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I yeah. was asking someone who was first day. I was teaching that year two thousand eight. Yeah. I said, man, how do you call when people ask for a ride? Oh, hitch. Hitchhike. Hitchhike. Yeah. And I said hit, and then I I don't know why I said hitchhikers. That's interesting. And I, I don't remember you ever that, saying that. I keep saying that my whole life until last night somebody said, no, no, it's hitchhikers. That's interesting. Oh, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Is it 12 years? That's crazy. Nobody never Nobody said, said anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I think your answer though, like I think that sums up Professor pretty well. You know, you're just, you're a man of the people. You know, you're here for us. Uh, somebody that's always, you know, bestowing wisdom upon your students and the people that walk into your gym. And, you know, somebody we can always go to for really anything. You know, um, so that that would be, I think your answer is good. I think it sums up who you are, you know, um, like what does everybody else think? You know, what is your opinion of me? Because yeah. you're here for us. Well, I, I've always felt that way. Um, well, I think that, okay, let's say I die last night yeah. and you have to put like my, on my. Obituary? Yeah, not obituary, the, the rock that goes on the cemetery. Oh, the tombstone. Tombstone. Yeah. Okay. I think the one thing that you do better than anybody, and I've been, I have been around if you want to look at my library, yeah, you will. I've, I've been around a lot of people that teach you how to be the best that you can be. I think the one thing you do better than anybody else is you give motivation, but you also give realism. Yeah. You do a, a wonderful combination of achieve whatever your goal may be, set that, but be realistic. And that is such an important lesson for people to hear. And for you to be able to show that in your own life with the stories that you tell about basketball and, you know, making that calculated decision on what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's pretty unique. And that, that would be the one thing I would say that um, I've never heard from anybody else. Not an instructor, mm-hmm. not a motivational speaker, nobody. And I'll, so I'll add, a, I'll add on to that just to say it's like easily digestible to anybody. Like I'm yeah. sure all three of us have come up with that aggression type of coaching where it's like in your face, yelling at you, like yeah. trying to like whoever beat coined, it into whoever you to be better. You Jedi, <laughs> yeah, perfect, right on, yeah, right on the nose. Right like, on. and even Jackson says it. He's like, he's like Yoda, but way bigger. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> Yeah. That's why I motivate any, I would plead with anybody uh, that is a black belt from Professor Reggie. We have a, a wonderful uh, Jedi rebel combination symbol that I'm going to ask people to have tattooed <laughs> to show your loyalty <laughs> and your lineage. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's, that's how I would sum it up. So yeah. um, anything you want to add, coach? I don't think so, man. I think we've had a great, uh, a, a great sit down, a great chat. We went over an hour and a half, so yeah. Obviously, we've had a lot of good I content. I hope to God for this the one. audio is okay. <laughs> this one doesn't save us. Swear. <laughs> well, guys, um, uh, well, uh, I have the, the the sponsors in the in the beginning of our podcast, but of course, yeah. we're we're sponsored by Tennessee uh, Hemp Pharmacies and uh, Revital Health. Um, 
And uh, I'll put that in the beginning. But uh, Professor Reggie, thank you so much for your time. And yeah, thank you very thanks, much. Thanks uh, for taking a time out on a Saturday where you could be with your family and sitting down and talking with us. And we'll, I have a lot of other questions, but we're going to save that for another time. No, thank you, guys. Thank you. It was good having this chance to share some of my memories because it's, it's really cool. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. I hope awesome. we can do this again one other time. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. definitely, yeah. definitely. Put it in part two. Uh, so, guys, um, one thing I want to say to everybody listening: uh, the amount of emails and texts that I get on a daily basis after we uh, upload these podcasts are so encouraging. And man, I just thank you so much. Um, I promise we'll get some more Joey videos out. That's probably one of the most frequent text or message I get. Yeah. We will get some more parent how how to coach your kid at home videos. Um, but, uh, keep the questions and the requests coming. Um, we really appreciate getting them and it allows me to develop some content for you all. Um, and until then coach, thank you, professor Reggie. Thank you. And everyone out thank there, you. keep training. Okay.